Meet the latest graduate of King's College. I probably shouldn't brag, but that guy amazed and astonished. The scholars say I got the same virtuosity. Your brains is my pops. The ladies say my brain's not where the resemblance stops. I'm only 19, but my mind is older. Gotta be my own man, like my father, but bolder. I shoulder his legacy with pride. I used to hear him say that someday I would blow us all away. Ladies, I'm looking for- Welcome to the podcast Where It Happens. It's another Hamilton podcast. It's the last Hamilton podcast you'll ever need. I'm your co-host, Marcelo Pico. And with me, as always, for this um, is Paul Smith. Hey, Paul. (laughs) Hey, we're trying to sound upbeat before we get into it, aren't we? (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Yes, we've we've reached the end of Hamilton. Uh, These are the last eight songs, right, Paul? Correct. Um, Of the last act. Um, And yes, folks... Things, um, get out your tissues, yeah, get out your, I don't know, um, <laughs> uh, whatever emotional have, baggage you're carrying. Have, have your therapist on speed dial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's coming. Um, I think, I think we placed a bet kind of in like the, the a few episodes ago. It's like, are we going to cry on Mike? Um, it's very, it's very possible. We'll see. I, I, I don't want to jump ahead, but yeah, I, uh, no. You know what? I won't jump ahead. <laughs> I, I, I won't get to it until we get to it. Uh, I'll just say, uh, get ready, folks. Um, okay. Uh, status reports. Or actually, let me lay out what, what's happening here in, in, in the podcast, what happens. Yes, I've been avoiding Hamilton for the longest time. Um, and I figured, hey, what better way to jump into it for the first time than through podcasting? And that's where I, I met you, Paul, on Twitter. I was like, hey, who's a huge... You know Hamilton fan who wants to help me through this journey, <laughs> and I said, "Hey, I'm a huge Hamilton fan." <laughs> <laughs> and why, Paul, are you a huge Hamilton fan? What, what, because it's freaking amazing from front to back. <laughs> That's why I'm a huge Hamilton fan. Um, and how big of a Hamilton fan are you? I, I am the biggest Hamilton fan. That's probably not true, but sometimes I feel like it is. I've listened to it many, many times. I've gone to New York. I've seen the the original. Uh, Broadway cast. Um, I'm a huge fan. I'm an evangelist. I do everything I can to spread the word. So um, when uh, I was put in touch with Marcelo and uh, he explained that he, he had an idea for a podcast where he would listen to Hamilton for the first time and, uh, and talk about it as he went through it, I was like, well, I have to be a part of that. I, I, I want to be a part. I want to be in the podcast where it happens. <laughs> that's a callback that now i understand <laughs> i i it, like captain america uh i i, I get that reference right? <laughs> i get that reference um so yes so status report for me um whether i like hamilton or not yes i do folks yay um, so far in this in this run um i've gone from you know being very much interested in in the in in the song the story to pretty much now i can say i i love hamilton i i love these characters i love this music um <laughs> through these five episodes i've been very emotionally attached to these characters and and here we are <laughs> um in the final final s- song selection final series of events in hamilton the musical uh, paul our our segments. We're doing this for the last time. Our our previously on Hamilton segment. Paul, uh, what happened uh, in the course of Hamilton up till now? Uh, Act one saw uh, young Alexander Hamilton surviving a hurricane in his uh, in the Caribbean, makes his way to America, um, gets an education, uh, makes some friends, makes some enemies, 
um, helps win the American Revolution, uh, helps form the, the, the brand new United States. And then Act Two has been all about um, now that the United States have been formed, we have to figure out how to make it work. And that's what Act Two has been. Um, and things have not gone as smoothly in Act Two. Uh, once again, as Washington has said, winning was easy, young man, governing is harder. Uh, and Act Two proves that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Hamilton has not fared as well when it comes to dealing with political opponents as he did perhaps dealing with opponents on a battlefield. Um, and uh, he, he, last episode, last week, or however long it was ago that you listened to uh, the last uh, episode that we did, episode five, uh, he got himself into some serious hot water. Uh, Hamilton was uh, perhaps a little too high on himself, thinking that uh, he's written himself out of all sorts of situations before, he could do it again, uh, and ended up writing himself into a national scandal, and... Um, sacrificing his marriage and his career and yeah so we 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 left off with uh he had publicly announced he thought he was doing the right thing by publicly announcing that he had had this uh affair he'd been blackmailed and uh was forced to pay for the privilege of having an extramarital affair and that did not go over well with the public or or with his wife Eliza. Uh, oh, no. The the last song we dealt with was was her burning all of the love letters from him that she had kept and basically uh, breaking up with him and and telling him to go to hell. Yeah, and uh, I should give a an emotional uh, status update for me. Yes, that last song we heard um, in the previous episode, uh, song thirty eight, burn, did touch me a very personal place. Um, I will say when I heard this for the first time on the verge of tears. Um, so that's where I am emotionally as we enter song 39, Paul, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's a good place to, to, to pick up at, uh, where I am emotionally during this whole thing. Um, so yeah, so yeah, this is, this is the last stretch of songs, uh, from song 39, blow us all the way, all the way to the end. Um, uh, oh, sorry. I, forgot what's the uh what's the final song called uh the final song track 46 is who lives who dies who tells your story right so that'll be the last one we'll cover and yeah i guess um that's that's all the uh the important stuff out of the way now let's I, get to more important stuff right oh Paul, I, I, i'll just tell you a uh, spoiler alert two of the songs in this selection that we're going to be talking about tonight um i don't know i i'm in an emotional state already for real world situations that are going on but uh I don't know if I'm going to break down on the episode, but <laughs> two of the songs that we are going to talk about tonight um, are two of the most emotionally destructive songs I've ever listened to in my entire life. I, I've i listened to this uh, Broadway record, th- this cast recording uh, up, upwards of 200 times. I weep like a child every single time I listen to these two particular songs. And I will say, I'm not going to reveal if I did or not break down like a, 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 I don't know what to describe the state I might have been in by the end. <laughs> but hey, we'll cross that bridge when we cross that bridge. Okay, so let's dive into it. This is it, Paul. Let's get into the, the, the final stretch of Hamilton the musical. 
Oh, it's it's been an amazing five hours. <laughs> <laughs> now we're the final hour of of this mini series. Um, it's <laughs> it's like it's it's like I'm 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 gonna jump like I'm gonna skydive or something. So let's do this. It's it's okay. Song thirty nine, blow us all away. Here we go. your mouth before you talked about my father though i didn't say anything that wasn't true your father's a scoundrel and so it seems to you so that was some of song 39 blow us all away and what (laughs) what the hell paul (laughs) oh man um so i'm gonna try to get through this because (laughs) but before you even say anything i want to i want to take us back a little ways to uh in in I believe it was episode three. It was the end of Act One when I when I told you about a song that had been left out of the cast recording. Uh, it was the song "Tomorrow There'll Be More of Us," and it was the it was the song that actually shows that uh, Hamilton's best friend John Lawrence dies in battle. Uh, right, and that and that really messed you up. Yeah. You were not happy about that. The reason. <laughs> the reason I felt it necessary to tell you that uh, is because uh, that actor, Anthony Ramos, is double cast. He played John Lawrence. He died at the end of Act One. And he, in Act Two, he plays Philip Hamilton, uh, Alexander Hamilton's son, who we hear about in this song right here. Oh, man, Paul, that. And <laughs> I don't know whether to thank you or I don't know what to do because yes, that that thought went through my mind as I listened to this. That yes, the same actor played those two roles, and oh god, <clears throat> this is emotional. <laughs> we okay. Let me just try to get through what's happening in the song. So we we come back uh, from. Eliza burning Hamilton's letters to Hey Philip. Um, it starts off very upbeat. It it calls back to um, uh, a song I cannot remember. It's it's very familiar. Uh, it's take take a break where that's uh, right, yeah. where we hear young nine year old Philip uh, practicing piano. Oh, but I mean a, a real life uh, hip hop song where uh, oh oh it's. Uh, uh, graduate State College. Uh, I I can't remember the exact song it's referencing but it is referencing another song wow you've stumped me on that one i uh i think i think we'll i think i'll have to look that up and make sure that's right and i'll confirm in episode seven so (laughs) i'm gonna write that note down make sure i'm not wrong um (laughs) but yes it was very familiar i i I do think it references another rap song i i Uh, I think it's got kind of a don't worry be happy sort of (laughs) like andy griffith show kind of uh a whistle (laughs) that opens it up it's very this this song opens like like super happy and chipper yeah it does and that's the uh it 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 gets you doesn't it it Mm -hmm. it it starts one way saying hey here's philip he's he's pretty much happy trying to live up to his father's uh you know uh, um legacy Mm -hmm. um he's just as as smart and and attractive right as as his father um pretty much a lady killer and and then something happens. Um, he he has a run in with a uh, a guy named George. Um, they they don't see eye to eye, and what happens is they uh, they decide to duel, 
which, uh, which is, 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 is uh, not a good thing to do, I guess, <laughs> if, you're in, uh, if you're any character in Hamilton the musical. Um, <laughs> uh, so it doesn't... What, what gets me in this, and we're like tiptoeing around this, uh, what, what, what gets me is he goes to his, his dad, and his dad is like, his dad, Alexander Hamilton, he's like, you know, go in there, son, um, and he, he gives him advice... Oh, and I should also note before we go into Bummersville, I I really like the the lyric when uh, when uh, Hamilton says, "Hey, where is this happening?" and Philip goes, "Across the river in Jersey." And then they both go, "Everything is legal in New Jersey," <laughs> which I'm sure plays gangbusters on Broadway. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm sure, the audience loves that that joke. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but Hamilton's like, um, "I'm giving you advice. Uh, do the honorable thing and and shoot up in the sky." Right? Yeah, he tells him to throw away his shot. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to throw away his shots, um, and yeah, so so it, it leads up to the the firing, right? Or the song ends with the firing of the gun. Yeah, on count seven. I, I would just like to point out that, uh, like, this has always been like previously we had the ten duel commandments, which was the song that laid out the rules of dueling. And as as you see now, that was important because duels come back. Um, but as you pointed out. Uh, it, it always follows a nine count. There was him learning piano and counting uh, one through nine in French. And right. even in 10 dual commandments, we hear the first nine rules. And then the 10th, the 10th commandment is uh, 10 paces fire. So we always only hear nine, but this, uh, you know, Philip does what his father tells him. Like he's aiming at the sky and the countdown only goes to seven before Eker shoots. So Eker did not even follow the rules. He didn't wait till the count of 10. He fired on seven. Oh boy! Um, <laughs> I guess I just forgot that this is all the setup to the next song, which gets very—it shows the outcome of um, the uh, the duel. So, what else can we say about the song, Paul? Before before we move on, um, I, I mean, again, I, I like that. Well, I think it's interesting that he goes to his father for advice uh, for this, um, mm-hmm. having listened to the whole thing. Uh, yeah, um, this song is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, one aspect in particular, which I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about when we get to the end. Uh, so, 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 so that's where we all. That's where we all, Paul. Oh, I can't talk. That's where we are <laughs> as we go into the next song. Do, do you want to go into the next song? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think if there can we can we postpone it at all. I'm trying to think <laughs> if there's anything else to say here. Uh, the, this is a particularly cruel song. This is possibly the cruelest song. This is not the song that makes me weep. Um, we're still we're still getting to those, um, but it's just cruel because it starts so cheerful and we and, and I mean yeah, Philip is a a bright, a promising young man and. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's terrible. Uh, the fact that it that it specifically calls back to nine year old Philip uh, doing like his rap, like the the rap he did for his father when he was. My name is Philip. I am a poet. It calls back to that. That's awful. That is so cruel <laughs> to do that seconds before the shot is fired. So, oh man, um, oh boy. So so yeah. Um, let's go to song forty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stay alive, uh, reprise. I did exactly as you said, Pop. I held my head up high. I know, 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 I
know you did everything just right Even before we got to touch I was aiming for the sky I know, I know I was aiming I know, for I the know, sky I know, save your strength and stay alive So that was some of Song 40, Stay Alive, Reprise um, Ouch, my heart Paul, how could you do this to me? <laughs> how could you make me listen to Hamilton the musical? Uh, because yes, uh, we we come back from the duel, and uh, uh, Philip has been has been struck, and he he is dying. He is dying, and Hamilton's there, and Eliza's there, and oh boy, um, it's it's rough. It is rough. Uh, how you doing over there, Paul? <laughs> I, I I'm not gonna lie. I have tears in my eyes right now. Um, <laughs> Uh, I've, I, I think I've done a lot of crying today and, and I don't know, I, it's, I'm trying not to anymore, <laughs> but it is rough. Um, I'm afraid to, to, to talk more about this song because I will, uh, speak like a baby, but I'm going to try my best. So yes, um, oh man, it, I, I was thinking about this in the last song and how you were saying that, yes, uh, it is cruel, like for them to start off with Philip being so happy and then the duel happening. Um, some would say it's manipulative, but I don't think it is. I think it's smart storytelling-wise for Hamilton to be there with his son in the beginning, like before the duel, saying, hey, here's what you should do. Um, it speaks to Hamilton's character. It speaks to his um, his beliefs, giving you know Philip that advice. But in the way, then it doesn't play out like it like he thought it would. Um, and that's tragic, of course. Um, uh, it, it's it's also, I mean, it also shows uh, growth on Hamilton's part because in Act One, you know, he was involved. He, he was uh, John Lawrence second in that duel. Like he was super eager. The only reason he didn't get involved in that duel personally is because Washington forbade him, gave him a direct order not to do it. So younger Hamilton, back in the middle, back in the war, was all about these duels. Yeah, yeah, and it, uh, and and now he's he's had a change of heart. I mean, it doesn't hurt that it's his son that's involved, but still, uh, you get the sense that Hamilton maybe has come to a different place in his life and realizes that these duels are <laughs> are dumb and immature, as Burr said in that earlier duel song. Yeah, um, so let's get the to the most heartbreaking part of the song when when uh, Philip is is there with Eliza, uh, his mother, and they they call back to the. To that song, Paul writes. Mm-hmm. What's w- w- what's the name of it? Uh, it? It's from the song "Take a Break," uh, yeah. and it's it's when he's practicing piano and they're counting uh, from one to nine in French. Oh man! Uh, yeah, and, this is the part. Yeah, this is the part that really got me, Paul. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know if you noticed it as you were. Li- I don't know how many times you've listened to the song, and I don't know if you caught it, but um, the the. The real cruelty of this song is not only does the song end with Eliza, she's trying to get her son to hold hold on, and she's they're singing the the undo toi uh, countdown again, uh, and the entire beat from the very beginning of this song all the way through, there's been a beat in the background that is a heartbeat. There's been oh. the thump 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 thump. It's just gone through the whole song, and at the end of this song, as they're doing the countdown together. Uh, the music drops out, and all you hear is the heartbeat thump a couple times, and then it stops. Oh, my God damn it, Paul. <laughs> oh, I, 
and it also so you saying that also harkens to one of my favorite lyrics. Um, I wish I was smart enough to think back on it, but of course I'll ask you. There's a lyric in a song uh, where um, Hamilton says uh, he's imagining death and he doesn't know if there's a melody. Like, mm-hmm. Does that? Mm-hmm. Does that? What? What's the exact lyric? Do you know? Uh, it's it's. Uh, I've imagined death so much it feels more like a memory. When's it gonna get me in my sleep? Uh, seven feet ahead of me. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm putting uh, it, you on the spot. Yeah, I. I mean, we we hear it again. Uh, spoiler alert: it, we hear that called back in a, a song we're going to talk about here in a minute. But uh, something about uh, is it like a beat without a melody? Is the actual That's line? It. So yeah. yeah. So here, so here's your heartbeat without a melody. Oh man, jeez. Um, so yeah, uh, completely heartbreaking. The death of Philip. Yes, I cried. Uh, congratulations, uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda. You, you made another person cry. <laughs> Um, absolutely heartbreaking. Hey, it's not the last time I'm going to cry. That's a spoiler alert. Uh, Maybe I should not have revealed that, but I think it's obvious at this point. Um, What else can we say about this song other than, ouch, Paul? I I mean, I could make it hurt more by telling you the staging. Yes, please do so. The the staging is Anthony Ramos as Philip uh, just laying on a on a table. I can't remember if he's on a table or if he's lying on the stage, but uh, he's laying down and uh, Hamilton and Eliza are, are both at his side and like, uh, they're both weeping. <laughs> I mean, Philip Sue who plays Eliza is, is a treasure. We get to see her cry several times <laughs> during the, during this play, but the, here she just loses it. Like, I, I can't even imagine what it's like to be an actor like I'll watch great performances in film or on television or whatever. And, and everyone, and I'll, I'll watch an actor who's called upon to, uh, to perform grief or to, to cry on command or whatever. And sometimes I get like in the back of my mind, in my, if, in my most, see, I'm getting choked up in my most private thoughts, I will think I'll be arrogant enough to think, you know what? I, I I could probably do that. I would like to give that a try. I could be an actor because I would like the challenge of crying on command. Now imagine that you have to give this kind of performance eight times a week. Oh man, that, yeah, it, oh jeez, uh, and I, that's another reason why I want to see this production live. Just I understand the the weight that comes with these performances now, like what they have to deliver on, and to see that on stage would would be fantastic. But I I get that just. Uh, uh, powerful stuff. Oh boy. Um, so Paul, where do we go from here? <laughs> we, we go to the next song. Spoiler, next song. spoiler alert. I said there are two songs that utterly destroy me. This next one is the first. Oh boy. Here we go. Uh, song 41. It's quiet uptown. moments that the words don't reach there is suffering too terrible to name you hold your child as tight as you can and push away the unimaginable the moments when you're in so deep it feels easier to just swim down the Hamiltons move uptown and learn to live with the unimaginable so that was some of song 41 it's quiet uptown 
Um, <laughs> the the emotional roller coaster continues. Uh, yes, I, I cried during this song. You said this is one of the two songs that really get you right. Yeah, this is. Uh... <laughs> and it's getting to you now, it's, isn't it, Paul? It's, it's getting getting to me now. Um, the uh, yeah, I, like I said, I, I've listened to this song. I can't even tell you how many times. A lot, many, many hundreds of times and i've never not one single time have i been able to listen to it without just weeping without tears pouring out of my eyes till they burn um this this song is like i don't i I don't even necessarily know if this is the saddest moment in the entire production i mean you could make an argument that the actual like the the previous song stay alive the the actual death of philip could be the saddest or maybe we're still coming to the saddest, but the emotional, uh, I mean, uh, the premise of this song is losses beyond words. That that's, I mean, that's what the song opens with. Uh, there are moments that the words don't reach, which, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try and be intellectual about this. I'm going to try not to talk emotionally. So I'm going to look for the intellectual angle here. This entire play has been about, uh, it it's been about words. It's the whole the whole idea of Alexander Hamilton is that he's a writer. He's a, he 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 writes like there's no tomorrow. Basically, he he cannot stop writing. He's prolific. He uses words like nobody else. Um, and all the songs leading up to this have, in one way or another, celebrated that. We've had two songs that were actual rap battles. We've had. Uh, it's, and then you get to this song and the premise of this song, it's quiet uptown. And the premise is sometimes words are not enough. Sometimes words don't cover it. And so this is, this is Alexander and his estranged wife, Eliza learning to live in the world after this loss that it is, is impossible to put into words. Oh yeah. Um, and I'll say this is the song that um, I could pick. I picture this song in my head playing out. Like, it, uh, how can I put this into words? Um, visually, I could really see this song in my head because I just feel that pain. I mean, I, I, I obviously I haven't gone through that pain that you know these characters are going through, but I could see it. Like, I, and it's very visual. The song, like Hamilton goes to spend hours in the garden. I walk alone to the store. Like that. Those are. Uh, amazing visuals to think of. Um, I, I never liked the quiet before. I take the children to church on Sunday. I cross a sign of the cross at the door, and I pray uh, that never used to happen before. Like man, uh. so visually in my head, I see all this happening, and it's it just adds to the heartbreak um, of how Hamilton is living through this. And like you said, Paul, it's it, the entire musical is about words and for a man like Hamilton to be in this position where just words don't help words can't express the pain words can't uh, help get him through this um, it's it's oh man uh, it's rough <laughs> um, there there are I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go one step further I said that there are two songs in this that that emotionally destroy me every time uh, th- this obviously is one of them uh, and and the worst this this is the worst of them um 
but I can boil it down to an even finer point. And since we haven't gotten to the other song yet, I won't, I won't specify on that. But there are actually there are actually two trigger words or words or phrases that now people can uh, <laughs> people. It, it, Go ahead, play along at home, guys. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Haunt1013. <laughs> and just just randomly tweet at me forgiveness. Just tweet that word, forgiveness. And I guarantee you I will. there will be a catch in my throat. Someone can just say the word forgiveness to me, and it calls to mind this song and that moment. And that is the most powerful for me, it's the most powerful moment in the entire production. The moment of forgiveness between Eliza and Alexander that comes in the, in the aftermath of this devastating loss. Uh, um, oh boy, Paul. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, I, I, I it's really hard to put into words, <laughs> but yeah. Um, the, I, I don't know. I think I've said all I need to say because if I say any more, who knows what will happen. Um, it's uh, okay. So I'll just I'll just go back to some of the lyrics. Like, I, I do love the lyrics. Um, it's very heartfelt, and again, it's not manipulative, um, not at all. Because this is like real um, like emotion. This is like this. You you understand the perspective of these characters and the real life like. I pain they they've gone through that I assume you know the real life people have gone through because this is again factually historically accurate right mm-hmm. I guess um, Philip did actually die in a duel and uh, and yeah and Hamilton did advise him on uh, on that duel and yes it turned out this way um, so yeah, so when Hamilton says something like I, if I could if I could spare his life I, I if I could trade his life for mine. He'd be standing right here, right now. So yeah, lines like that. Yeah, um, it hurts. It's real bad. Can I? Uh, can you indulge me for just a second? Sure. <laughs> there's a there's a a piece of trivia. Doesn't seem like the right word. Doesn't seem powerful enough. Again, words fail at this. There's a piece of information that uh, that I got out of uh, Hamilton: The Revolution um, in the the segment that talks about this song. Uh, the artistic director of the public, which is the theater where Hamilton had its original run. It's the, it's the off Broadway theater where they basically were doing test runs of this before they perfected it and took it to the Richard Rogers theater on Broadway. So Oscar Eustace was the artistic director at the public theater. Um, and he was, so as the artistic director, he was involved in the, in the production and, and like, figuring out how to make this work. He was there for all of the test runs that they did. And while they were, while Lynn was finalizing like lyrics and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so while it was still in, uh, while the, it was still in production while they were still working out the kinks, the actors were still learning the, the songs and all of that. Uh, on November 16th, 2014, um, Oscar and Lori Eustace's beloved son, Jack died. He was 16 years old. This was uh, two days before they were going to go into um, final dance rehearsals for the number. Wow. So all the way up to this, um, all of the actors, everybody involved in the production, when it came to this song, um, it, it was breaking people's hearts already. And now they had this to deal with. 
Um, and uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, sent them uh, when... I'm just going to read this. It says, when Lynn had learned of Jack's death, he had sent an email to Oscar and Laurie expressing his deepest condolences. He also sent the demo recording of It's Quiet Uptown. If art can help us grieve, can help us mourn, then lean on it, he wrote. If they preferred to delete the song, he would understand. Oscar and Laurie did lean on it in the rehearsal studio that afternoon. Nobody knew that It's Quiet Uptown was the only song that they had listened to in their first week of mourning. They had listened to it every single day. Wow. Oh man, um, <laughs> uh, I couldn't think it, it, it would get any more emotional, Paul. But there you go. Um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, stash report on me. Still emotional beyond repair. <laughs> <laughs> um, and hey, we we haven't seen anything yet. Um, so that was. Song 41. Oh, anything else, Paul? No, I, I think we can move <laughs> on. Oh, man. Uh, let's go to Song 42, why don't we? Yeah. Um, let's see. Song 42, The Election of 1800. It might be nice, it might be nice To get Hamilton on your side It might be nice, it might be nice To get Hamilton on your side Talk less, smile more Don't let them know what you're against or what you're for Shake hands with him, charm her it's 1800 ladies tell your husbands vote for Bird. So that was some of song 42 the election of 1800 um a lot happens in the song Paul <laughs> <laughs> Yes <laughs> and uh oh um should also say I, I do like this one bit here um uh, the full company says the election of 1800 Jefferson says can we get back to politics Madison goes please <laughs> like please let's do this yes because yes we've just gone through was it uh well for me like the last three songs have really hit me oh four songs have really hit me right in the heart place so yeah we're, we're, we're back to politics <laughs> yeah this is uh I don't envy the job Lynn had to uh to come out of uh, stay alive and it's quiet uptown and then still have more story to tell. <laughs> like he's, he had to find a way to, uh, to keep people from like slitting their wrists after <laughs> that last song. There, there's, there's more we need to hear. So I, I love the fact that, uh, I love Madison's delivery. Jefferson's like, can we go back to politics? And Madison's like, please. <laughs> so they're like, yes, please. Anything but that. Oh man, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I love that. It's like let's, yeah, um, very playful. Like, hey, you guys have gone through a lot, audience. Let's go back to this political intrigue. Um, so yeah, so where are we? Uh, it's the election of eighteen hundred. It's uh, Jefferson. Uh, it's Burr. Who else is running? Um, well, else? it's no. I mean, that's that's the only two that we. Oh, those are the only two know okay. about. Yeah, it's. Um, this is the end of Adams' administration, and now uh, it's a new election, and Jefferson is running, and Burr, of all people, is running against him. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and I like the exchange, because uh, Hamilton does pop in. He's going through his own grieving, but he, he does talk to Burr uh, here. Uh, Hamilton goes, hey, you're openly campaigning? Burr goes, sure. Uh, Hamilton goes, that's new. Um, then skip down. 
Burr says, I'm chasing what I want. And you know what? Hamilton goes, what? And Burr goes, I learned that from you. So so this is Burr. It's it's a progression of his arc from, uh, was it the song, The Room Where It Happens? Where, or the song right after The Room Where It Happens, where Burr has the realization where it's like, I want to be in the room where it happens. I want what Hamilton wants, right? Mm-hmm. Burr has that hunger inside him now. And you see it here. He's running for president. He wants it. Um, and, of course, he's going against Jefferson. And- we, we, we didn't even... I totally forgot to mention this. In uh, in the previous episode, uh, in song 35, uh, We Know, which was Burr, Jefferson, and Madison confronting Hamilton with what they thought was him embezzling, right? Right. In that song... Um, Hamilton asked him, or Hamilton said, uh, if I can prove that I didn't embezzle, that I broke no laws, will you promise not to tell anybody? And you have, there's a, a little aside there where Jefferson sings, uh, I want to be in the room where it happens. He just sings that line. Oh, um, that's right. That is him realizing, that was it dawning on him that he's finally... That he, that he now is in a room. Like, he's he's in a room where it happens. He's involved in a secret meeting. He's going to have information that other people don't have. Nah, so that was, that was his moment of being in the room where it happens. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so this is the next logical step for him. Yeah. And, oh, and uh, another bit that happens here in this song, it's... The, it's it's a it's a tie between Burr and uh, and Jack and sorry uh, Jefferson right yep and they need somebody to break that tie and it ends up being Hamilton so I I'm assuming and this is me being ignorant on history that you know after going through that um, the affair being public and everything else like Hamilton at this point still has that political muscle yeah he doesn't uh, he doesn't actually have a position he's he he's not on the cabinet or anything he's as, i guess as far as i know he's unemployed at this moment i don't know what he does in his private life but yeah enough people still he still commands enough respect uh that and this is true this is this is historical fact as crazy as it sounds like if you were writing this as a fictional story your editor would say no uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> we you can't do this this is this is too much no one is going to believe this but this actually happened it was actually a tie it actually came down to hamilton wow uh, so it's it was hamilton's endorsement of uh jefferson that broke that tie right right yeah it wasn't hamilton himself coming in and and selecting it was it's just an endorsement um so so yeah and of course Oh boy, um, I don't think Burr is too pleased with Hamilton at this point. Uh, well, we will get into it in the next song, but uh, it's oh boy. Um, uh, well, Burr is the vice president. Uh, yeah, Jefferson yeah. is the president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were gonna say? No, I was. I just think it's interesting that the way it went down, like <laughs> um, again, like you said, we'll get to it in more detail in the next song, but. It's it's fascinating the way the story is told, the way this whole thing is written, where y- you don't necessarily know how Hamilton is going to vote. Right. He clearly, like, uh, Burr has been his friend at one point in their past, um, and they have not been quite as openly, uh, you know, hostile to each other as certainly he and Jefferson have. 
So there's some question. You're like, how how will he vote? <laughs> and yeah. um, it's a little mind blowing that he's like. Uh, and if you were to ask me who I'd promote, Jefferson has my vote. <laughs> And uh, the whole ensemble is like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also very telling when, um, let's see, uh, when, uh, oh, there's this lyric here a little after that says, uh, when all is said and done, uh, and all is done, Jefferson has beliefs and Burr has none. So it goes back to what Hamilton said, what, uh, in the, in that first act, right? Um, what's the line, Paul, uh, if, if you don't have any beliefs, what would Uh, if you stand for nothing, Burr, what will you fall for? There you go. That's it. (laughs) Um, yeah. So after all they went through, after the friend, you know, quote unquote friendship that they've had so far, uh, Hamilton still believes that, uh, Burr just has nothing that he believes in and at least Jefferson has beliefs. Uh, so he yeah. respects Jefferson in that aspect. Right. Um, so yeah, so, oh boy. Um, and then, uh, we can't forget the, the salt in the wound at the end of this song is, um, as it's performed, at least, uh, uh, Burr sounds like he doesn't necessarily sound happy that he's the runner up, but at least he gets to be vice president. So he's like, you know, uh, Congrats on a race well run. I did give you a fight. I look forward to our partnership. And Jefferson's like, what? What are you talking about? And Burr's like, well, I'm your vice president. And the final sting here is that, oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Listen, you hear this guy? He openly campaigns against me. He thinks he's going to look forward to our partnership. Um, Madison's like, well, it is crazy that the guy who comes in second gets to be president, vice president. Yeah, you know what? We can change that. You know why? Because I'm the president. <laughs> and then he's like, just this really sinister tone. He's like, uh, Burr, when you see Hamilton, thank him for the endorsement. God, oh, that's man. so evil. God. <laughs> Again, it plays into, I, I love that. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda just played Jefferson like that. Oh, he didn't play. I mean, he wrote Jefferson like the character that he is in this, uh, the villain. <laughs> yeah. Really just biting evil. Um, well, not necessarily just evil, but just not a, not a great character. A, not a great a, guy. A dick is what he <laughs> is. Dick. There He's you go. Dick. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, oh boy. Uh, what's going to be the fallout in this endorsement? Um, we'll find out in song 43, uh, your, or yeah, sorry, song 43, your obedient servants. How does Hamilton, an arrogant immigrant, orphan, bastard, poor son, somehow endorse Thomas Jefferson, his enemy, a man he's despised since the beginning, just to keep me from winning. I want to be in the room where it happens, the room where it happens, the room where it happens. You've kept me from the room where it happens for the last time. So that was some of Song 43, Your Obedient Servants. Um, yeah, um, so it begins like, oh, <laughs> we, we discussed this in the last episode. Uh, Burr likes to come in. Um, well, well, Paul, does he come in three times in Act Two with like this uh, uh, verbiage? This, mm-hmm. yeah, he, d- he does it. Yeah, he does it uh, three times in each act, um, right. and it, it's just uh, it's not quite as evenly spaced out in Act Two as it was in Act One. But yeah, uh, and it's also a little 
in act two, it's a little more dissonant than it was like each time he's each time he does it in act two, it's a little more uh, frustrated and angry. Right. (laughs) And this is the most angry he's been. And you can definitely hear that. He, um, singing through gritted teeth. Exactly. Um, you can sense that change in him. He's not happy with Hamilton. Uh, so I like this, this exchange, which I assume again, I assume is historically accurate that they exchange these letters between one another, a very biting, uh, letters that also end in a very um, sarcastic way. <laughs> I uh, I have the honor to be your obedient servants, <laughs> um, which is which is funny to me. Uh, so so yeah, Paul. Right, it, this actually happened in real life, right? Yeah, the um, Lynn has said that these the exchanges that are portrayed in this song are. They're exchanges that actually happened, but he changed some of the language. He said originally when he was writing these songs, he used like actual like the actual language that was used, but it got, it was really, really wordy and, <laughs> and difficult to rhyme. So he said he, he wrote, rewrote it uh, to be a little more lyrical, but the essence is the same. And the, I have the honor to be your, your obedient servant is, I mean, that's an actual, uh, you know, sign off in letters of the time. So <laughs> it's like, it's like reading an email exchange between like, um, like a PTA meeting with like 40 year old mothers who just hate each other. <laughs> exactly. <I don't> <laughs> yeah. Um, you could, you could, you could be as ugly and challenging as you want in the letter. As long as you sign it formally, I have the honor to be your obedient servant. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, I, I love that aspect of it. And, it, and, and keeping in, uh, in line with what you said earlier with, uh, Miranda saying he he kind of changed it to be more lyrical. Uh, yeah, the essence is definitely there. It definitely sounds like these are actual real life exchanges, mm-hmm. um, which uh, again it plays into what I like about it. So, what is the end result with this exchange, Paul? Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Let me skip ahead. But I I, I think everybody knows this, right? Or <laughs> everybody who's read a history book knows what what's what's going to happen. <laughs> We've um, we spoiled it a few times, I think. <laughs> I think so. A duel. Yeah. Um, uh, who, who challenges who? I forget. I'm reading through this. It's Burr. Burr. Right? Burr. Yeah. But the the thing is, you can tell. Okay. So Hamilton's a super smart guy. Uh, clearly, he knows. <laughs> he knows that by refusing to stand down, by like refusing to apologize, he knows where this is going. Um, so. It is Burr that actually makes the official, you know, the 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 formal uh, challenge to a duel. Um, but Burr, for whatever reason, and and we'll get to this as the as we actually reach the event of the duel, there are questions, historical questions of what role Hamilton played in this. Like, like how into the idea of a duel was Hamilton, and what exactly happened in the duel? So. This seems to suggest that uh, he he saw it coming and he had an opportunity to apologize and just would not take it. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. So yes, it ends with um, uh, Burr saying, "Then stand, Alexander." Uh, I can't pronounce that. Uh, Weehawken, Dawn. I'm sure. Um, I think that's a place, right? Yeah, Weehawken. Weehawken. Yeah. Uh, guns drawn. Hamilton says, "You're on." Uh, and, and I love that exchange. Uh, I have the honor to be your obedient servi- uh, servant. A dot ham, a dot burr. 
So that's how the song ends. Yes, they mm-hmm. are going to duel, and they will live long and prosperous lives because nothing bad will happen. Exactly. Um, they both they both aim for the sky. <laughs> Let's go to the next song. Song forty four. Best of wives and best of women. I'll be back before you know I'm gone. Come back to sleep. This meeting's at dawn. Well, I'm going back to sleep. Best of wives and best of women. That was some of uh, Song 44, Best of Wives and Best of Women. Very short song, but oh boy, um, in retrospect, uh, it's pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah, it um, uses, uh, it uses um, the same tune as It's Quiet Uptown, actually, which is deliberate. <laughs> yeah, I actually, okay, yeah, for folks listening... I, I I play some of the song, you know, here as we record, and then you know later on I cut that out and put like drops in. But I I didn't catch that Paul until just now. I listened to it. I mean, I listened to this song for the first time today, and mm-hmm. I listened to it maybe three times. But I guess that you know that callback, that melody didn't hit me until just now. That piano. Um, well, well, I, I will tell you, you don't need to feel bad about like uh, not catching the stuff on the first, second, third listen because. Uh, as I've said, I've listened to this many, many times, and even now, I am, I still find myself noticing little uh, little pieces of music playing underneath another song that I had never noticed before. Like it, every time I listen to this, it's I discover something new. One of the reasons why this is so endlessly fascinating and entertaining for me. Yeah. Um, so I mean, short song. Eliza says, "Hey, Hamilton, come to bed." Hamilton goes, uh, "No." Um, I got this meeting at dawn. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the last line that Hamilton says to Eliza is, uh, he goes, hey, best of wives and best of women, which is, okay, I'll just say it's a, it's a peculiar line. It's the name of the song. Mm-hmm. And here's what I'm going to assume, Paul. I'm going to assume that that's a line drawn from history, that, that that's what actually, that's what Hamilton said it in is, real life to Eliza. Yeah. It is the, uh, it's the closing uh, in his final letter to Eliza, which is, so what what he's doing here is he is, as we've heard previously, in like ten dual commandments, you're supposed to uh, leave messages for your next of kin, tell you tell them where you've been, pray that hell or heaven lets you in. That was one of the rules, one of the commandments. So this is him composing his final letters that are to be opened after the duel, assuming he doesn't survive. And he wrote a letter to Eliza, and the final line in his letter to Eliza is, adieu, best of wives and best of women. Ouch. <laughs> and I could sense that in, in hearing the song. That, um, it, it, I don't know. It, 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 what am I trying to say? It feels out of place, but also feels perfect in the story and in everything that's happening. Does that make sense? It feels historically accurate, but also plays into the, the song and the I, story. I, I, yeah. I can say that, um, this is, I'm really, I'm starting to feel self-conscious how many times I reference, uh, seeing the production, but just hearing that line sung, uh, and, and the fact that the song, that this song just kind of ends there, it, it it is it does feel kind of weird and yeah you're right you're very perspe- perceptive to pick up to to assume that that must have been like a historical it must be significant historically it is but when you watch this performed what's going on is this is him uh, up late at night uh, uh 
writing all this stuff that he doesn't want his wife to see. And this is them. They've just reconciled. They've just come back together. So this is them. They're living together again. She comes downstairs to see why he's not in bed, tries to convince him to come back to bed. He's like, no, no, I've got, I've got this stuff to write. And she's like, and she's just looking very innocent and tired. And she like, you know, puts her hand on his shoulder and she's like, well, I'm going back to bed. So come to bed whenever you're done. And he kisses her hand and, you know, looks at her significantly and says that line because he knows what's going on and she doesn't. So she goes back to bed, not knowing that he's about to go off, uh, to a duel. Oh boy. Um, again, somebody get that video of the Hamilton <laughs> production out there. Um, then Man- Manuel, I'm looking at you. Uh, so yeah. Um, I love that line. It's, um, um, yeah, let's 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 move on. How about how about that? Uh, to song forty-five, um, the world was wide enough, and I'm sure there'll be rainbows and unicorns <laughs> in this. So here we go. They won't teach you this in your classes, but look it up. Hamilton was wearing his glasses. Why? If not to take deadly aim, it's him or me. The world will never be the same. I had only one thought before the slaughter. This man will not make an orphan of my daughter. Number nine. Look him in the eye, aim no higher. Summon all the courage you require. Then count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Number ten. Pace is fire. So that was some of song 45. The world was wide enough. Uh, yep. So here's the duel. The duel happens. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Paul, have, 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 have we reached, uh, sorry, have we reached the other song that, uh, has, has really hits you every time you, you hear it, or is that the next song? That's the, that's the next one. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, this song hits me, but, no, the, the second song that I was referring to, uh, is still coming. There you go. Um, <laughs> because, man, this song really hit me. Uh, mm-hmm. let, let's start with the first part of the song. Uh, yeah, you with, as you as you were saying, kind of off mic. Uh, this song is kind of three songs in one. Yes, yes, it's three songs in one, and and I had to be reminded of uh, uh, where where the breaks were and and what the end of this song is, because the first part is uh, the duel. Again, it references uh, ten dual commandments. Uh, it's it's Burr basically leading uh, the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, uh, okay, out of the many lines here. Excuse me. I like the line where uh, he references uh, Hamilton's glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm scanning through. He, he mentions Hamilton's glasses, and he goes, you know, why does he have the glasses on when... Um, no, he's like, Hamilton wants to shoot correct. Paul, Paul yeah, he's, 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 the, the line is, uh, they won't teach you this in your classes, but look it up. Hamilton was wearing his glasses. Why? If not to take deadly aim, it's him or me. The world will never be the same. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no truer words were said. Um, so, oh boy, um, yeah, it's it, it it counts down. So this part of the song, Paul, uh, what do we want to say? Um, uh, uh, you you went through how uh, duels played out on stage before. Mm-hmm. Um, is is it the same with this? Um, for those who may have forgotten, you want to kind of uh, um, kind of reiterate how the duels play out on stage? Uh, well, in the yeah, previously, like specifically in Ten Dual Commandments, which is where this is all laid out for us the first time, uh, it was 
in that instance, it was actually several people on stage. It was the it was the two duelists. It was their seconds. Uh, it was the doctors, and there were there were just several people on stage that were all kind of moving around each other, um, uh, just building up the tension for when the count of ten would happen and they would turn and fire. This it's there's only three people on stage. It's Burr. It's Hamilton, and it's the I I apologize. I cannot remember the actress who. Uh, when, when I saw it, at least the, the actress who is the ensemble actress. Uh, but I mentioned previously that occasionally when a guns are fired, uh, an actress will come in and she will like pinch the bullet between her fingers and she will just move in slow motion across the stage to show the track of the bullet. Yeah. So it's those three on stage. Interesting. Yeah. Um, here's a, here's a line that really got me. Um, when Burr is going through the, he's he's counting down uh, lyrically. He says, um, "Burr goes now. I didn't know this at the time, but we were uh, near the same spot. Your son died, and then Hamilton goes same spot. Uh, my son died. So yeah. So um, it's it's like uh, I don't know, Paul. Paul, I I'm having a hard time coming to terms with how Hamilton would be." Not necessarily eager to duel, but just to be involved in this practice after his son died. Um, do you see what I'm saying, Paul? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is... <laughs> neither one of us are historians. We're not going to solve it. But yeah, this is one of the many challenges that historians have faced since... Uh, there are, Apparently, there are only two written accounts, and it's from... Uh, I believe it's from the seconds. It's from... Uh, I, don't, I cannot remember their names. I apologize. But uh, the second for each person had differing accounts uh uh, hamilton's second claimed that uh he actually didn't fire until he spoiler alert that he actually didn't fire until he was struck like he he reflexively fired his gun uh the implication in that was that he the suggestion there is that he was planning to aim his gun at this guy he was going to throw away his shot so that guy was claiming Hamilton did not go there to actually kill Burr. The second that was there for Burr, his account was Hamilton turned, Hamilton fired first. He definitely was aiming for Burr. He just missed. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting aspect in history for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess we'll never know really um, what was going through Hamilton's mind. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we count down, uh, Uh, another interesting parallel here is that, uh, uh, Burr is talking about how I only had one thought before the slaughter. This man will not make an orphan of my daughter. They didn't mention it in the play, but, uh, Theodosia, the, the, the mother, the woman that he loved, she, she died. So, uh, so yeah, if Burr died, then his daughter Theodosia actually would be an orphan. So here, Burr is among many things. When it comes right down to it, he just doesn't want to die and leave his daughter an orphan. Meanwhile, Hamilton has lost his son. I mean, he has other children, but in the in terms of the play, you know, he's lost his child already. Yeah, and I, that that reading of that line, uh, "This man will not make an orphan of my daughter." It there's it's like angry desperation he he doesn't mm-hmm. want to die yeah yeah his voice cracks a little bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um it's it, it's a great read in that line um 
so yeah, I guess we we count down uh, one, two, three, uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, number ten paces fire, boom. Then we transition into it's the same song, but it is now just Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to ask you before we go into this part. So I, I'm interested in what happens on stage. Um, like, like you said, the the actress uh, holds the bullet right, mm-hmm. and she guides it. You know, down and um, I guess then from that point, how is it the, set up? The, this is where the the music drops out, so you're just hearing. There's no music. You're just hearing Hamilton, his inner monologue. Basically, this is what's running through his head. Um, both actors freeze. So, um, well, I'm sorry, not both actors, but uh, Burr freezes. They've turned. They're aiming their guns at each other. Burr fires, and then he holds that spot and freezes. And the the actress grabs the bullet or, you know, the fake bullet or whatever, and just very slowly starts walking across the stage while Hamilton is in this sort of frozen moment in time, um, saying all this to himself, like asking, do I, do I throw away my shot? Do I, do I shoot him? Do I throw away? This is, this is, uh, Lynn's way of not answering the question of, what was going through birth, you know, what did Hamilton decide to do? He shows Hamilton asking these questions, but we don't really get an answer. Yeah. So, so uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is not trying to offer a solution to the mystery. He is showing that Hamilton perhaps didn't even know himself what was going to go on here. Yeah. So, um, we're with Hamilton, but, and I'm glad I asked you that. And I'm glad I get, I get, I have that visual, um, of that going on on the stage. Um, this again, another part of this musical that really hit me, um, cause it's Hamilton just, it, it <laughs> this is how I, I took it, you know, first listen, um, like how somebody is dying and they, and their life flashes before their eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of how it feels like referencing what's happened before in, in the play, um, uh, referencing, uh, referencing lyrics referencing events um and it's there's no um it's it's just him it's just like no music behind him right right and it's like he's 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 like trying to um sing like various songs uh, at various times but it's just not it i don't it's it's like his mind is racing um yeah no you're you're absolutely right this is the whole (laughs) life flashing before your eyes um this is also where you get the callback to, except this time the line is a little bit changed where he says, uh, there is no beat, no melody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, uh, referencing, uh, Phillips, uh, death and mm-hmm. also, um, uh, another song that came before, uh, that, um, yeah, that, that lyric is, that's stuck in my mind since I first heard it. The, 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 the no beat without a melody line. Um, so yeah. Oh boy. Um, he goes to reference uh, his son is on the other side. Um, his mother's on the other side. Was- Washington is watching me from the other side. Teach me how to say goodbye. Um, rise up, rise up, Eliza. Oh boy. Uh, then we, in this whole state um, that he's in, we we go back to the 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 duel. Right. We, we go back to reality. Yeah. Then time starts moving again, and. Uh... And the bullet hits. Yeah, the bullet hits. Um, and what, what, well, never mind. Tell me how you read this part of it. <laughs> so, this next part, um, 
how I read it. Let's see. Uh, I mean, okay, visually, I, I just see just Hamilton on on the ground, and, and and like Burr says, he he tried to go to him, and then they 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 took him back, and then just like visually, I just see, oh boy, the the death of Hamilton. Um, uh, yeah, um, just Eliza and Angelica right by his side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that <laughs> Paul. This is the the death of Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, we we've been tiptoeing around this the entire series, uh, the entire play. So yes, this is this is the outcome. This is history, mm-hmm. folks. Um, and this is uh, this is. Well, I mean, I love the fact when time speeds back up and the and the uh, we get the ten paces fire. Uh, Burr like screams, wait. So he, he shot obviously like he, he did what you're supposed to do in a duel at 10 paces, turn or fire, but he didn't want to like that, that desperate scream of wait at the very end, even as he's squeezing the trigger shows that it's too late. There's nothing he can do about it, but man, he didn't want to have to do this. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then See, that, that sorry, that's one aspect I guess I didn't uh, grab hold of first listening, but I'm glad that you split it out for me that way. Um, that's bursting weights that um, I guess that split second regret that he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, his his uh, little soliloquy as this in, as this song ends is uh, uh, it goes back to um, wait for it. The whole death doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints takes and it takes and it takes um so this is him coming to the realization like i mean he talks about here here, here's wailing in the streets somebody tells him you should hide you should go and hide because for whatever his sins have been hamilton is still a beloved figure and people are upset (laughs) that hamilton has died and they're like you better go hide because no one you know people might want to have a word with you um and he comes to the realization like he sings uh you know in every picture it paints, it paints me and all of my mistakes. When Alexander aimed at the sky, he may have been the first one to die, but I'm the one who paid for it. I survived, but I paid for it. Now I'm the villain in your history. So this yeah. is him recognizing. And the, again, this is a call, or this leads us into the next song. Uh, this is the whole idea of history is written by the survivors. The way the story gets told depends on who's telling the story. And Burr now realizes that uh, the story going forward is going to be that he's the villain. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it makes complete sense why uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda made Burr essentially the narrator of the entire story. Um, this is like the payoff to that. It's just, hey, and in the end he goes, hey, this is, um, I'm not the villain in your story. Uh, I, there's that sense of regret. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and this is me connecting it to uh, something else. Um, I, I kind of saw the ending of the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford in oh, this fantastic film. Yeah, I love that movie <laughs> to death. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, um, Burr is it's, it's he's he's essentially you know uh, Robert Ford. Robert Ford. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but but like the movie, but like Assassination of Jesse James, and and uh, here Burr is a fully realized character, and it's it's uh, he's not like what am I trying to say? Like uh, you you see why yeah you saw the steps of how he became 
like what he became and what he why he did what what he did. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, um, oh boy, so <laughs> oh. hey, Paul, <laughs> one more to go. We've we've reached the end. This is it. Uh, song forty six. Um, oh, and and let me just say so so yeah so Hamilton has died right mm-hmm. the, the death of Hamilton but hey it, it doesn't end there folks uh, we have one more song to go <laughs> um, song forty six who lives who dies who tells your story let me tell you what I wish I'd known when I was young and dreamed of glory. You have no control Who lives, who dies, who tells your story President Jefferson, I give him this His financial system is a work of genius I couldn't undo it if I tried And I tried Who lives, who dies Okay Oh So that was some of uh, Song 46 The final song, Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story uh, this is the other song, Paul. Right? That's mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Every time you hear it, it's, it's yeah. This it, is this is the song that uh, that breaks me, and it's the the other song that's got the uh, the sort of the the trigger word or the trigger phrase for me. <laughs> What's the other phrase? You, do you want me to just tell you, or you want do you want to work your way through the song? You know, you know what? Let's work our way through the song. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so. Again, Burr uh, is essentially the narrator, and he presents uh, these figures, right? Well, Washington starts. He goes, uh, let me tell you what I wish I'd known when I was young uh, and dreamed of glory. You have no control. Who lives, who dies, who tells your story? That's the name of the song, and it's <laughs> essentially, you know, it's one of the many themes in the entire play. It's, it's kind of the thesis of the play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Burr introduces Jefferson, uh, uh, Madison... And and everybody, uh, they're essentially saying, "Hey, this this man Hamilton, he did a lot for our our, our country uh, in its infancy, and um, it's it's a damn shame that he doesn't get uh, the full credit that he deserves." Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. And Angelica comes in. Every other founding father uh, story gets told. Every other founding father gets to grow old. Um, the bird comes in and goes, uh, when you're gone, who remembers your name? Who keeps your flame? So, yeah, that's the, that's the first part of the song. Um, again, uh, like I said, it goes, it plays into that thesis. It, it's main, main push. Um, it just, <laughs> it's, it, it plays into how Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, uh, went, uh, went after this story, how he, how he went about portraying Hamilton, how he really, um uh like like you were saying in the beginning episodes um he Paul you have to remind me of how how, how Miranda like like uh what his what his plan was for this to to uh, uh create the story from from modern language right to uh well yeah i mean one, one of the <laughs> one of the ways he describes it it's been described as um uh, America then told by America now, but like the, the idea, what fascinated him by it was the, this notion of who tells your story of, um, when, when he started, when he was reading Chernow's book, the Chernow's biography about Alexander Hamilton, he was blown away by all of these crazy historical fact, like all the crazy stuff that we've now, you know, heard in this play, um, that, 
you you would read and you'd go, this is too fantastic to be real life. There's no way that all of this happened, but it's real. And he's he was fascinated by the fact that all of this crazy stuff happened. And this immigrant from the Caribbean came to America and did all of this amazing stuff. And and like nobody knows about it. Nobody talks about Alexander Hamilton. He's just that guy on the ten dollar bill. Yeah, and, and I will say um, he's done an exceptional job of putting the story into people's lives, m- making people fully aware of what Hamilton has done. So it's a triumph on on that front, Paul. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when this when this play came out, the uh, the Treasury was uh, about to remove Hamilton from the ten dollar bill, and uh, that has since changed. <laughs> they have announced that Hamilton will remain on the ten dollar bill. There you go, um, man. Um, so again, I have to re- reemphasize. Uh, yeah, it, uh, Miranda has has done fabulous work here. We I mean, we reached the end of the, of the play, and I again, it's another point where I have to say, I fully see why this is an important piece of work, uh, Paul. Um, and this song really emphasizes that. Um, who lives? Who dies? Who tells your story? Um, I'm happy that Miranda managed to pull this off, and again to to create this and to push that story into people who may not have you know uh, bothered to pick up a history book and to know like what what actually happened to know how important a figure Hamilton is um, it's 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 essential I think at this point in terms of important art um, man so <laughs> that's a that's a statement right there for me <laughs> um, after all this uh, so uh, let's 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 move on a bit in the song uh <laughs> Uh, I I I can see how this can break you up, Paul. Each time you hear it, yeah. It, it, it's it it's um so it goes through the the lives of those who uh, the lives of Eliza and Angelica, right? Yeah. Well, and uh, Burr starts us off with the narration, and he introduces uh, Jefferson and Madison, who get to say, like you said, they're like uh, you know. We may not have liked him, but he did some amazing stuff. Right. Uh, and then Angelica is the one that comes in next and asks the final question, who tells your story? And then it cuts to Eliza. So the answer to the question, who tells your story, at least in this instance, appears to be Eliza because she goes on to explain. Um, I mean, she says things like, I put myself back in the narrative. Uh, I stopped waiting, wasting time on tears. I lived another 50 years. That's true. She lived a long life. She spent her entire life doing all the things she talks about here. She interviewed every soldier who fought by your side, which is when Mulligan Lafayette and Lawrence come back on stage to say, she tells our story. Um, she try, I try to make sense of your thousands of pages of writing. You really did write like you were running out of time. Um, a little footnote here explains that she did not succeed in that because his uh, his biography was not published until a- by until after she died uh, by one of their sons. So in her lifetime, she never did manage to get his biography written. But oh wow, um, yeah she she raised funds for the Washington Monument. Um, uh, this is where she reveals that, um, you know, Angelica, while Angelica was still alive, she helped me tell your story. And then she says she's buried in Trinity church near you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, the, uh, the big one, <laughs> the big one. So, um, I said that this song breaks me and it's got one of the, 
one of those uh, trigger phrases. Uh, while you're after you folks at home are done tweeting me uh, forgiveness, <laughs> just uh, tweet to me the orphanage. Oh no! That line, the delivery of that line, and the payoff for what that means. Um, yeah, I, 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 there's a tear in my eye right now as I'm talking about it. Oh jeez. Um yeah, uh again it, it got me, Paul. Um uh for those keeping track, how many times have I cried during this? Uh, <laughs> well, I cry through the whole goddamn thing, but <laughs> <laughs> uh well for me, oh man, I I just listened to this today and I I was in tears. So the orphanage, oh jeez. It's again I have to I have to um, um compare this to another uh, great work that I think is is, is worth noting. Um, I, I was reminded of the ending of Six Feet Under, which if you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil it, but a uh, very powerful ending to that. Uh, it's, um, it's on my list of shows I need to watch. My co-host on Gobbledy Geek, um, <laughs> he is a huge fan, and he has told me many times that the finale of that show is one of the best. Yeah, it's... I actually need to rewatch that series, because it's it's so life affirming and mm-hmm. beautiful. Everything um, remind me of uh, that. I mean, this ending reminded me of that um, in in a very very much a good way. Um, and we see the uh, uh, you know as we see Eliza uh, say just how much she tried to accomplish uh, in her life because it, you you do get that sense of how she wanted to do more, right? Um, how there's just so limited time uh, that you have, but. Mm-hmm. Do as much as you can. Yeah, she uh, she was inspired by um, her her late husband's drive to accomplish, like his his push to always do more, to always write, and all that. She she wants to make the most of her time on this earth, and even to the she does a lot. She gets a lot done in her lifetime. She never stops working to, on her husband's legacy, and even at the end, she's like, "When my time is up, have I done enough? Will they tell my story?" Or will they tell your story? Yeah. Again, another beautiful theme throughout this whole thing. It's, it's something that we've seen uh, hinted at, like with Hamilton, um, when they kept telling him, it was like, you have, um, why do you write so much like, like you're running out of time? <laughs> There's a reason for that, because we just have so limited time here, and, and to, to have that drive is a beautiful thing. And, and uh, by the end... Uh, Eliza fully realizes that and does so much with her time mm-hmm. um, to honor that legacy, to 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 have that, um, to, to to have her own legacy too, um, uh, to do so much. Oh boy, Paul! Oh man! Uh, so, <laughs> so, uh, what else can we say about this? Uh, how about this? Describe to me what, what's happening on stage as as this um, entire play uh, comes to an end. Uh, it's it's the full company. It's it's all of the actors um, that have been there. Uh, like as as their names are called or as they deliver their little lines, the the lights come up and show them. So it, it's basically everybody back on stage. And it ends with uh, Hamilton is the last one to come back on stage um, when when uh, Eliza's talking about when my time is up, have I done enough? And then Hamilton comes on stage and takes her by the hand and quietly leads her off stage. Oh man. Oh geez, uh, maybe I should not have asked that. <laughs> no. The last, uh, the 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 very last line of the entire play is "Who lives, who dies," and the full company says, "Who tells your story?" Yeah. Oh, and that's how it ends. That's how it that's ends. How it ends. Um, and Paul, this is how this ends. <laughs> this 
we we've covered it. What else can we say at this point? Um, um, I mean, it's well, there's a ton to say, but we have a whole other episode for that. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, this may be the end of us covering the songs of Hamilton, you know, one by one. But yes, we have another episode where we uh, just uh, a big overview, a big uh, looking at Hamilton as a whole. Because as of this recording, I've been listening to this piecemeal and I I have not had a chance to sit down and listen to the whole thing. In one sitting, so I have to do that. And I, I can't wait for that because this has been uh, this has been a fun project, and I I think um, I think it was successful. Like I, I really think it was interesting to discuss the the songs this way, and and uh, I you know I I envy you this this unique way of experiencing it, sort of like uh, episodes of a television show or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean it really should be experienced as one solid piece. So I can't wait for you to listen to it from front to back all the way through um, with all of this stuff now as background, as information for you to take into it. And then uh, we can talk about it as, as a whole, as, as one full piece of storytelling. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just uh, reemphasize your point, Paul. It, it w- I, I love how this turned out. I think this turned out just exactly how I wanted it to turn out. Uh, we covered all the songs in six episodes. Uh, hooray for us. Uh, <laughs> I hope it was entertaining, these six episodes. But yeah, um, I, I was, you know, having, I was battling with myself whether I should do this, you know, episodically or whether I should do it as a whole. But hey, we're going to cover that in the next episode, whether this was a good way of approaching it or not. We'll see. I think it was, like, for podcasting. Come on. Like, uh, <laughs> folks, listen, you got six good hours of entertainment there. I hope it's good. <laughs> Every, everything's legal in podcasting, <laughs> to paraphrase <laughs> to paraphrase the show. Um, I And I, I did, okay, this may be an off-mic conversation, but I have ideas uh, maybe to do more episodes, maybe to expand. Ooh. Uh, so I, I'll get with you, Paul, after. But, hey, you know. Uh, our next episode may may not be our last. We'll see. I'm intrigued. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm intrigued. Uh, uh, <laughs> it was interesting. It was interesting having this idea as we were recording these episodes. So uh, I have to ask Paul uh, see if he's interested in doing more than seven. <laughs> but hey, for sure you're gonna get another one. Uh, we'll talk about the the play as a whole, and also like I mentioned in like one of the early episodes, like the 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 eventual film adaptation i, I kind of want to have a discussion on that that we that we all know is coming come on it's 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 gonna happen and i i i, I should be writing notes like uh oh one thing is um and i guess one thing we can ask and one thing maybe we can theorize on if like if all the songs are, are going to be included because you know with musical adaptations that sometimes they trim songs or they add songs mm-hmm. uh i think we'll we'll cover those aspects in the next episode for sure cool um, so yeah, uh, I think we've reached the end of this episode, Paul. Um, so as with every end of episode <laughs> plugs, Paul, where can we find you? It's been a long night, folks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Paul, where can we find you online? Uh, as I said, uh, please tweet at me and, uh, send all of your, your trigger words. <laughs> uh, just tr- try to make me a, a weeping mess at complete random moments throughout the day um on twitter i'm at haunt 1013 that's h-a-u-n-t 1013 
Um, I am co-host of the Gobbledy Geek podcast. That's a more or less weekly podcast dedicated to all things geeky and pop culture and entertainment. Um, on Twitter, that is at Gobbledy Geeks with an S on the end. Uh, it's on iTunes or at gobbledygeekpodcast.com. We also have a spinoff podcast, The Avatar Returns, where... Um, uh, myself and uh, two co-hosts go through the entire Nickelodeon series, Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra, discuss every episode. That is also on Twitter, at T-A-R Podcast. Um, it's at theavatarreturns.com or on iTunes. Fantastic. Do that, folks. Um, as for me, uh, follow me on Twitter, at Marcelo J. Pico for classy... Jessica Chastain photos. Um, <laughs> I, I, I I don't know. I, I've said that on many podcasts, and it's still funny to me. I like it. I, it, sh- it should be it should be your Twitter bio. <laughs> uh, I should say, follow me for classy Jessica Chastain photos in my bio. Yep. Um, listen to the Talk from Society podcast. Um, listen to Colorado Street with me and Rocky Borges. Listen to Hey What You Watching with me and Matt Curione. Listen to Rob Trench's The Sequelizer. Um, by the time you're listening to this, hopefully, uh, Rob Trench's episode with me and Rocky Juarez, uh, will be out. We talk X-Men Apocalypse. Um, and if this is a, and if you listen to this months in, in, in the future, um, hey, remember that was a movie, X-Men Apocalypse? <laughs> it, 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 it happened. I, I, I assure you. Um, it was so a film, yeah. it was a film and it was in theaters. <laughs> Surprise! Um, and yeah, and, and stay tuned for more Talk from Society podcast projects. I'm working on one as we speak. More details to come. Okay, so you're, Paul. You are a man of mystery, Marcel. <laughs> I like keeping people in the dark. Um, I, I like to surprise people. Um, I was going to say something to tease that podcast I'm working on, but hey, uh, no, that's all you get, folks. Anyway, Paul, it's been a pleasure as always. Um, I can't wait to come back for episode seven uh, uh, to talk more Hamilton because oh, I guess you know final status report. Yes, I love the musical Hamilton. Yes, <laughs> it was a success then. It, it was a success. Um, I, I'm, I'm eager to find the time because in total it's two and a half hours, right? That's oh, right. That's right. I have to cut out you know some time to listen to the whole thing because uh, I'm eager to talk about it once again for episode seven. Um, so, all right, here, here comes our final catchphrase, Paul. Um, folks out there, don't – well, I forgot it. Don't throw away your shot, right? Right. <laughs> do, do not throw away your shot. Do not throw away your shot, folks.